I've had people ask me, how do I get over someone? Or how do I get over something? How do I get over some obstacle, maybe a relationship, or some other loss or difficulty? And I think when they ask that question, well, of course, they're looking for an answer. And they're looking for me to answer the question for them. But they're looking for an answer in their mind. As if there's something I could say, or that someone could say to them, that can explain with cognition how to get over someone, get over something. So I'll use words here to try to explain, but ultimately I think that it's not something that can be made sense of in the mind. What do I mean? Let's say that there's pain from a loss, either a death or a ended relationship or any other type of loss. Could be loss of health in some way, loss of an image, change in self-image, anything. How do I get over this? Well, my first question would be, what makes you think that you need to get over it? As in, the other question being, is it not okay that the emotion is here? Let's say that there's pain or anger or any other negative emotion associated with that. Is it not okay for that to be here? Another question I might respond with is, What's wrong with being sad? What's wrong with being angry? What's wrong with having a negative emotion? Of course, the obvious answer to that is, it sucks. I don't want to feel this. It's bad. But if the intention is to move on, to move forward, then it's sort of like the body needs to feel what's there to be felt, needs to get it out of the system, so to speak. So if there's anger or sadness, sometimes there might be a attempt to work through it in the mind to make sense of it and get answers through conversation or, or journaling or reading or anything. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with conversation and trying to make, make sense of things cognitively, and there is help in that. There is a reframing that can occur in the mind and some answers that we can get through thinking, through cognition. But there's also the emotional brain, the amygdala, the part of us that is processing emotions, and it's a different center of the brain than cognition. So if we try to respond to the emotions with logic, there'll be a disconnect. Did you ever get the feeling, people say this all to me, say this to me all the time, I know that logically. I know what you're saying logically, but I still feel the way I feel. In other words, I know that I'm, I have all of these strengths. I know that I'm this, 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 and this, but I still feel a different way. 
or I know that that person doesn't feel this way about me, but I still feel that they do. It's because we're processing things from two different parts of our brain. So if there, there is, <clears throat> excuse me, if there is a loss or anything as far as a difficult obstacle in your life to overcome, we can approach it through what's happening in the mind, the cognition, and then also the emotion. And part of the healing process and the what it takes to, quote, move on or process is feeling what's there to be felt. A question people might have is, how do I do that? Well, luckily the body knows how to feel. The body intuitively knows how to feel its feelings. We were born with that. That's why babies cry if they're upset about something. We know how to emote. Unfortunately, sometimes as we get older, we come up with ways of repressing those emotions. That's why people do drugs, drink, um, you know, any other type of addiction that would replace feeling what's there to be felt, shopping, eating. These are all ways that we sort of put up a roadblock between us and feeling what there, what's there to be felt. So the short answer is just don't impede what's there to be felt. Don't create any obstacles. But I think that's easier said than done. That's why there's an epidemic of drug abuse and alcohol abuse and overeating and shopping addictions because it's much easier said than done. So it, it, although it is in theory as simple as just feeling what's there to be felt, of course it's not that simple. Otherwise everyone would just cope with their emotions in a healthy way. So how? I think that's where, for me, at least the mindfulness practice comes in. Mindfulness in being able to connect with awareness, with what is actually here. That's the practice of mindfulness. And that's not different from emotions. Meaning we can also apply that to emotions. If we're sitting in a mindfulness practice and paying attention to the breath or the sounds or the thoughts or the body sensations, it's all a practice of being aware with mindfulness of what is here. And we can apply that same awareness, that same mindfulness to emotions. What does that look like? It could quite literally just mean sitting down, lying down, standing, whatever, walking, could be on a walk and tuning in to the emotions. It might be a simple question as, what's here for me emotionally? And letting the body respond. And not answering it in the mind. I mean, there may be a connected word like anger or sadness. But then with that, there's the visceral experience of what is happening in the body as a result of that emotion. And it's also important for us in healing to connect with that visceral experience, connect with that 
body experience of the emotion. It, it might manifest differently in, in different people. Anger might feel one way to a person and another way to another person. And sadness might feel one way to one person and another way to another. But it's tuning in with what is real for you and letting it occur. It's like letting it run its course. That's why sometimes after we cry, there's this release. A lot of times when I'm uh, working as a psychotherapist or mindfulness teacher and I see somebody cry about something that makes them sad or angry that they're processing, a lot of times following that crying will be smiling and laughter. There's a release in the body of the emotion that they have been holding on to. And that's one of the answers to the question is, how do we move on from something? It's a sitting with the emotion that is actually there and letting it be felt. I use the words letting it be felt because there's, it's not so much something that we need to do. It's just tuning into what is, is already actually there. And it's not a difficult process, but it isn't easy. What I mean is it's simple, but it's not easy. That's why I think we have these addictions and maladaptive ways of processing emotions. How do we feel emotions? And what gets in the way? What gets in the way of us feeling emotions? Sometimes that is the cognition, meaning there are thoughts that get in the way of feeling the emotions. If I feel this way, I am, will be perceived by myself or others as weak or some other cognition that gets in the way. Another cognition that might get in the way of feeling emotions is it's not going to do me any good to sit in this sadness or this anger. I need to just get up and keep moving. But if we don't stop and feel what's there to be felt, it's still going to be there. We'll just be repressing it and we'll be holding on to it as we continue in our life, and it'll be manifesting because one way or another that emotion is going to come out. And if we don't do it in, a, in an intentional, uh, intentional, mindful, and effective, adaptive way, then it will come out in a maladaptive way. So I guess really what I'm talking about here is how to process emotions, but it came up for me in the context of the question, how do I get over something? How do I get over someone? So try it as an experiment. Just sit down and ask the question to yourself, what is here to be felt in emotions? And without answering the question with your mind, maybe there can be a a brief answer such as anger, confusion, disappointment. But then there is also the body experience of what that emotion feels like to be felt and sitting with that, allowing that to occur, giving space in your life for that to occur and seeing what that experience is like for you. 
seeing if there's not a relief after. A lot of times I talk about my retreats that I've gone on or just my meditation practice in general. And sometimes I'll just be sitting, tuning into the body and then tears come up or fear, deep fear, anger, sadness. And sometimes I can't even trace it to, to a reason. It's just in the body, there to be felt. And sometimes that's the practice. We don't need to know why. Why we're angry, why we're sad. Sometimes we can understand, but sometimes it's not about understanding. It's about just feeling what's there to be felt. Because the body needs that. And tuning in, creating a gentle space for that too exist in. So this was a, a question that somebody had asked me. And I, what I'm trying to do is encourage you all that are listening to send me your questions. If you have questions in your practice or in your personal life, you can send them to me at uh, james at the mindfulplace.net and I'll try to answer them on the podcast. Also, I would appreciate any feedback about the podcast through that same email, james at the mindfulplace.net. Any ways you think that we can, well, I can improve the podcast or topics you want me to cover, anything. All right. So that's all for today. Have a nice day.